Welcome to the Walking Dead UK podcast, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for The Walking Dead, World Beyond on AMC and Amazon. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is David, how are you doing? I'm very well, thanks. Good, uh, this is for season one, episode four, The Wrong End of a Telescope. Uh, what do you think of this episode? Uh, I, I enjoyed it a bit more than last week, um, I I thought this was this was quite good. It, it slowed down a little bit too much in the middle, I could... I could do without some of the kind of bonding relationshipy stuff that they've wedged in but then i know it's sort of a ya thing and you kind of have to do that so uh but but apart from that i thought there was some nice little action sequences i'm liking the, the having the whole group together um rather than it, it just being the kids and then being chased by the others you know so um I, I like the dynamic between them and there was some good kind of jokey bits. We got a little bit more information about some of the background as well. No, no like big single character flashback this week. I don't think Yeah, we got little pieces, but no, no huge big character flashback. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a nice change of pace, but uh, yeah, overall, overall it was good. I thought. Cool. Um, I love this episode again. I'm just really, really enjoying uh, what they're doing so far I thought that going into this school and having you know looking around the different corridors and in the rooms mm. and just the sort of uh, tense horror kind of element into the episode was great I really like what they did with the characters I really really like the pacing on um, and the storytelling on the reveal of Elton's claustrophobia because it's not like a whole flashback thing because all, all you really kind of need is you know this uh felix tries to open this locker and immediately you can almost tell immediately even but even before they actually flash back slightly to elton in that i guess it's like a cardboard box or w- whatever it was before uh in the past and you can immediately tell that okay it's claustrophobic simple got it and yeah. then they kind of talk about it a bit later, and uh, Felix tries to sort of help him along with that. And you, you meet. It's just it's an instant sort of impact of the episode. I thought that was great. I thought that them kind of uh, revisiting this place was good. And there's a little tie back into that purple haired um, girl that we saw, who we saw later on uh, as a dead uh, walker or empty whatever. Uh, I thought that was great. Um, really like what they did with the sort of wolf in this episode, and it sort of drags one of the walkers away. And mm. um, there's like a weird because that's like okay, that's not a normal thing you'd really see so much in like the the Walking Dead franchise, I suppose. Like zombies no. being um, in the typical sort of horror way of you know some they get mysteriously dragged down this hallway and you don't know what's happened to them. Um, I really really liked that, and uh, I like the pairs that they have in this episode as well you've got uh, i think it's hope and um silas and then you've got iris and uh huck and then you've got of course um felix and uh elton i really like the pairs that they put together there i thought they worked uh, yeah. particularly well uh, especially hope with um sorry iris with uh, i'm still getting them too mixed up especially mm-hmm. with uh i think it's iris and um and Silas in the little hall thing, and they're trying. She's trying to sort of get him to to do this little dance, and I, I yeah. thought I thought that scene was in quite a good place as well because it's one of those situations where okay, they're waiting for for Felix to come and you know save them in some sort of way. They can't really do much, so it's not like they're getting distracted on the mission and not doing what they're supposed to be doing because they they can't really go anywhere anyway. Um, but yeah, I really liked the the goal that this episode had, and I thought it achieved that. And then of course there's the 
very weird, interesting uh, post-credit scene, which we'll talk about later as well. So, yes. Um, which goes into more of the bigger picture of the Walking Dead uh, world itself. But yeah, I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying what they're what they're doing here. And uh, like I kind of said last week, with like fear being on at the same time as as this, and you know, pretty much I'm watching one on Sunday and then one on Monday, and then obviously doing the podcast later in the in the week or whatever. Um, I'm really liking just the differences between the two of them, and it's just. It keeps the franchise sort of fresh when you haven't got three shows that are doing exactly the same thing. Because um, mm. there's no way that you could say that Fear the Walking Dead and Walking Dead World Beyond are similar. Like, they're, they're, no. they're trying to do completely different things. So, um, yeah, I'm really, really enjoying what they're doing so far. I uh, I think it's great. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much all the pre-talk I want to get into. We've got a uh, recap to get through as well. And uh, we'll go into some housekeeping first. So we'll see you for all of that in just a minute. Hey there, I'm Aaron Holman, host of Eye to Eye, a weekly podcast talk show all about passion. I have this passion and this fire within me that burns brighter than the fire around me. Hello. With performing, there's always a story to tell, whether it's my own or not. Creativity. I go, he's more than cute, he's creative. All with an LGBT twist. Make sure to check out Eye to Eye, that's E-Y-E, number two, letter I. And rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in today. I'm Christy. And I'm Jackie. And we are Killer Fun. We explore the intersection of crime and entertainment every other week. For as long as people have been communicating, they have been talking about who did what to whom, and is that socially acceptable? Because the boundaries of society, crime, and entertainment have always gone hand in hand. The more salacious, weird, the better. From books and movies, to television shows and games, we look at how life and art imitate and inform one another. And we can't get together and not laugh. So let's face it. There's going to be laughing. (laughs) Killer Fun is available anywhere you listen to podcasts. So join us. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and it will take you over to Koalu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use, which is in the bottom right hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Koalu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon, there's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the past and get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also become a patron at the $3 level tier. That gets you access to ad-free podcasts and allows you to redeem a review of a TV show or a film of entirely your choice. That's one per month for either a TV show or a film review, which is at the $3 level tier. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, Gaming Talk last night that we did, uh, the Uncharted film or movie has got an update. Uh, Tom Holland had a uh, photo of himself posted as the young version of Drake. Some people still don't know that that's actually a prequel and they don't think he's young enough, but he is actually playing a younger version of Nathan Drake in the upcoming Uncharted film. Uh, and Mark Wahlberg also, who is going to be playing Sully, of course, um, 
Drake's uh, good good friend and all that. Uh, he posted a sort of photo of himself with the moustache and everything. So we talked about all that and our kind of expectations for the film and whatnot. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 has surprisingly been delayed again considering um, a, a few weeks ago it did go gold. Uh, CD Projekt Red put out a little bit of a statement explaining that and going into everything. Um, so that was interesting. That actually broke as we were recording. So it was kind of a, a breaking news moment, if you will, which was uh, kind of cool. And then uh, Assassin's Creed uh, is getting a live action TV show adapted to Netflix. So Netflix is again going to be working with Ubisoft. Um, so because uh, they, of course, are at some point doing that division film with Jake Gyllenhaal. I don't know when that's supposed to be out. Uh, and then, of course, they've got the animated Splinter Cell uh, series coming out at some point in the future as well so they've got a bit of a partnership there but Assassin's Creed is going to be the latest of those uh, to get done uh, Fear the Walking Dead Season 6 Episode 3 did the podcast for that so that's still continuing this week uh, Let's Play Sundays for Iron Man VR a great game by the way if you've got a VR system it has to be a Playstation VR system because it's exclusive uh, I'd highly highly recommend that you go and play that and um, yeah it's just a shame that more people aren't talking about that game if you want to know my actual thoughts on the game I did do a uh, review on the website so if you search for Iron Man or look at our video game reviews section you should be able to find them in there uh, Manchester United drew nil-nil at home with Chelsea. You'd think that didn't give me a lot to talk about, but uh, it certainly did in terms of performance and uh, what that kind of means going forward. Big game and all that sort of thing. Uh, Manchester United play against Leipzig uh, tonight at uh, 8 o'clock, and I should be doing the podcast after the game, and we will see how that goes. That's the second of six uh, Champions League group stage games, so we'll see about that. And then, of course, we... Uh, play Arsenal on Sunday another big game we've got kind of a string of five sort of big games at the moment so that's good uh, finished Crash Bandicoot 4 did my review of that with the subheading or subtitle uh, love and respect because that's very much what I feel that uh, Toys for Bob the developer has shown towards that game not only just making a very very good video game and kind of pushing the the series forward but also just showing so much love and respect in terms of uh, callbacks and easter eggs and just general care and you know, attention that sort of thing uh that does have a spoiler section in the second half you wouldn't necessarily think so for a crash bandicoot game but uh, there's lots of things in there surprises and spoilers all that sort of stuff but the first half of the podcast is spoiler free so if you want my full thoughts on the game uh go and listen to that part as well uh, star trek discoveries back for season three season three episode two uh episode three will of course be released on friday uh, for netflix in the uk so that's been good so far and uh, yeah, that's pretty much everything we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. Go and check it all out. Uh, all right, let's get into the recap. As the group continues their journey, they discuss the mysterious civil republic, also known as the hidden city, bringing up their um, high resource output that suggests they have a large population. We did see Elizabeth say, was it 200,000? Or something. Yes, yes. I think yeah, so she I, said. I think that's what they're referring to. So, um, their shadiness, and uh, CR's security measures, and how they have uh, protection agreements between them, the campus colony, and Portland as part of the alliance of the three, because there's the three groups, isn't there? So, yeah. uh, Iris closes the discussion by saying that the CR took their dad and they don't know what his last message meant, because it was something about like it's not safe or whatever, and then everyone got killed. So, it's obviously not very safe. Um, hence the long walk to New York, which is their current actual goal. 
Felix and Huck quietly talk about their limited supplies and come up with a plan to try and change the kids' minds, which involves attempting co- to convince Elton to switch sides and help them pursue persuade sorry the others to turn around. Because uh, that's what we sort of had at the end of last week's episode. You know, Felix wanted to do something else, but then he said, you know, I'm not going to be able to stop all of you because they all stood up one by one and kind of agreed so we're literally directly following on from that uh, i think this is them literally walking from last week's episode into this week's episode isn't it pretty much they yeah. Were, yeah yeah so uh interesting conversations um i mean i kind of do like that you know felix and um huck are still trying to sort of challenge the kids and you know this isn't safe as we see multiple times later in the episode i mean the whole world isn't safe but that's that's beside the point um, and then, yeah, trying to sort of change Elton's uh, mind on things as well was uh, was quite interesting. So, yeah, feeding directly from last week's episode. Uh, what did you think of the opening? Yeah, I thought this was good. Um, I mean, I don't think Felix and Huck have got a chance in hell of convincing the girls that no. they should turn around. I mean, they'd, no. you know, even if they convince Elton that they should turn around, the girls are not going to stop. Because no. it's their dad, and you know they they think he's in trouble, and they they're gonna go and stop him, whatever happens. Uh, you know, or gonna go and help him, whatever happens. So, yeah, I mean, I I it's it's sort of interesting to to get a little bit more, you know, just just going over stuff that you may have kind of skipped past previously about the colony and you know, all that sort of stuff. Of course, they still don't know that the colony no longer exists. Um, yeah. So were, were they killed? They were killed after they left. Yeah, they? yeah. All these yeah, people. Yeah, because they they'd all left, and Felix and Huck had left. So I mean, you know, Felix and Huck are sort of talking about, oh, yeah, we should try and go back. And of course, mm-hmm. if they do, I mean, it would be interesting if they did turn around and go back, because you'd then find that the colony had been wiped out. But do then you... what do you do? And that would seem like, I mean, a, quite a major sort of step backwards i think you know i mean they, they seem to be on this journey to get to their father it would you know i think they'll find out at some point maybe at the end of this season they'll might find out that the colony's been wiped wiped out somehow but mm. um they should hopefully find that out at some point because that's mm. quite important do you think if all six of them went back that elizabeth would just kill all of them i don't know it's difficult to say possibly not the girls because I mean, we don't know what's happened to the father, but assuming the father is still alive, um, and he's he's still you know okay, you whether he'd he'd actually kill the girls because that would make him probably less compliant, mm-hmm. um, you know. So, I mean, I I think if they did go back, I mean, we don't know that Elizabeth is still there. I mean, she. The the location we saw her at last week, it wasn't clear exactly where she was, but yeah. they didn't seem to be at the I, colony. I feel like that's so, a different place. Yeah, we yeah. don't know that for definite, but it doesn't feel like the same place. So, so uh, yeah, I I mean I I think they would probably just go back and find the entire place, you know, just overrun or deserted or whatever. So yeah, um, interesting that they're trying to convince Elton specifically because even at the start he was kind of saying like oh, I'm gonna you know follow you you're you're my friends and all that and I kind of want to explore the world so he doesn't have as specific as a reason as the the girls do because obviously they want to go and find their dad but Elton's there for a different reason so I kind of like um, Felix trying to approach Elton for that as well that's uh, yeah kind of interesting so that makes sense yeah 
Uh, as a storm approaches, the group seeks shelter inside an old high school. After a brief flashback highlighting a few students that used to attend the now um, dilapidated, dilapidated school, dilapidated, uh, yeah, yes. Iris convinces them to split up and search for food because splitting up is always a great idea in something horror related. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely, of course, of course, yeah. Um, the search for food items and uh, to gather water as well, supplies basically, and some clothes for Hope, uh, who lost her bag in the uh, blaze of Gory. They split off in pairs, Elton and Felix, Silas and Iris, and Hope and Huck, um, with Hope feeling like Iris is avoiding her after she revealed the truth about her mother's death. Um, I mean, there's a bit, there's a bit of a tension, a bit of tension, sorry, between maybe the two of them, but um, I don't know, I think they're, they're, they're fine, kind of, by the end of this episode. Um, yeah, just immediately, as soon as they got, kind of got to the school and they said, okay, we're going to search this place for supplies... That immediately kind of took my interest because even even though I did know that okay they, this is going to be sort of the checkpoint for the episode and where they spend the majority of the time, I didn't mind that in terms of like pacing and everything because everything that happens in the school here with all the horror stuff and the split up of the groups and what they do with the characters here, um, I actually really really liked because I I could understand some some viewers maybe looking at that and thinking like oh they're stopping off again somewhere and we're gonna not progress again this episode and you know. That sort of thing. But it's also... I also think it would have been a bit unrealistic if they looked at this school and went like, no, we won't search it for supplies. We'll just kind of walk on. Um, Mm. Because you... I mean, you know, I've just played last of us in the, in the last couple of weeks and you've you've got to search every building if you yeah, want to yeah, if you yeah, want to find exactly. stuff certainly and, um, and they'd already they'd already said earlier on um there'd been a conversation between felix and huck about the fact that the you know, one of the reasons that they wanted to turn back was because they were going to run short of supplies so yeah um i mean yeah it makes perfect sense that they they try and kind of go in there and there's a storm coming and you know it seems to be a clear a relatively clear sheltered building so yeah make perfect sense yeah plot right and to stop off there i like yeah i agree with you as well i mean yes i do want to see them get further on this journey but it does make perfect sense for them to stop off at this point you know yeah yeah so uh what do you think of the different pairs that we've got um elton and felix silas and iris hope and huck yeah, I mean, it, it, that all made sense because they'd, they'd set up the sort of, you know, the conversation between uh, Felix and Huck and sort of set up who they wanted to try and target to siphon each other off, right. um, you know, and, and sort of get them talking, which, you know, so that meant that El- Felix had to go with Elden, Hope had to go with Huck, and uh, yeah, that lets Cyrus and Iris together. So and she, Iris does have seem to have the best relationship with Silas out of the group. So mm. all made sense, I think. Yeah, I think Hope and Huck were maybe the weakest of the pairs. They just didn't have particularly anything interesting to do. They were the more sort of maybe action pair. Yeah. Of of the three of them, I mean, you've got the character development and the like the dance stuff with Silas and Iris. And then with Elton and Felix, it's about, you know, revealing uh, Elton's claustrophobia and kind of uh, developing those two characters. But no, I thought Mm. that they were uh, quite good pairs. Uh, Hope flashes back to um, a fight she had with her dad about not showing up for a meeting with her and the principal. We finally get to meet uh, Leo Bennett, who ultimately says that he felt if uh, Hope sat there all day, she would rethink setting uh, off stink bombs at school because she's the kind of rebellious uh, out the mm-hmm. two sisters uh, Hope defends that they were uh, time release stink bombs and that they took two weeks to perfect saying uh, 
Leo must uh, kick himself for um, picking a dud like her. Leo tells Hope that the um, adoption agency had told them she and Iris shared the same uh, crib and that they were inseparable. The girls were bonded from the start. Uh, They had chosen each other. Leo and Kari uh, just want to protect them. Leo calls Hope exceptional and wishes she could see herself the way he does. Um, He then gives his daughter props for figuring out how to make the stink bombs in the first place. Um... I think this is... I know I said I love this episode and I like a lot of things that they did. This probably stuck the least landing-wise. Like, it sort of had Mm. the least effect of the episode. I don't know, something about... I don't know, it just just didn't really quite land for me. And as I was sort of watching these scenes, I was like, oh, I kind of want to get back to the... I I know it's important to do backstory and character development because we don't know... These are completely fresh new characters. They're not from the comics or, or related to any character that we've had before or anything. Um, but I was kind of just, as I was watching the scene, I was kind of like, can we get back to the school? We just got there and, you know, what's in there and, and that sort of thing. Um, I get why they have to do this as well. Cause you know, you've got the, the dad involved and he's obviously, you know, going to New York to find him as the main goal for the show. But, um, I don't know. It just didn't quite stick for me. Um, how about you? Yeah. I mean, it was an interesting way to, to meet the dad and, hmm. you know, they needed, us to have seen him somewhere else for the setup towards the end as well uh for that post credit scene you needed to, to know at least what he looked like which yeah. and i think this is the first time anywhere we've actually seen him so i don't know it i i, I do I, I agree with you i don't think it was a great scene but it it was sort of necessary in that you wanted to you needed to see a little bit of the relationship between them and you also need to introduce him so we had some idea who he was. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it just sort of set up the type of relationship that they had and what he you know, thought. But at the end of the day, he's a dad and they're his kids and he clearly loved them. We knew, we knew that from the fact that he was updating them with messages and stuff. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, whilst there was some purpose to it, I, there may have been another way of doing that scene possibly although i mean it, it did give a bit more for hope to do even though it was in a flashback as well as you say she was a bit underserved this episode yeah um yeah i totally get the reason for it being there and everything i just think the idea that they came out with here just didn't quite work but uh mm-hmm. yeah it is what it is so uh, elsewhere, Felix and Elton search for items they can use to collect water. Felix gets to know Elton a bit more, bringing up his photography because we've seen him taking photos, and of course he takes one at the end of the episode. Uh, and love of science. Um, Felix mentions the research that's being done back home, but Elton says being able to physically document the outside world is more um, of a visceral learning ex- experience than he is, um, and he is also invested in helping Iris and Hope find their dad. After Elton finds some um, iodine, I think that's what it's called, uh, the Holy Grail of water purification, he's very, very happy to have uh, found this particular thing. And of course it's very useful, so it makes sense. Uh, The two step back into the hall and notice fresh fresh blood and uh, drag marks, unsure if it was an empty or something else. And uh, yeah, kind of puts the first little hint of like okay there's not just walkers here there's there's something else here yeah and we didn't quite know and then we get the scene later of the walker being dragged uh i'm gonna keep calling them walkers by the way because i'm just too used to doing that you know what i mean yeah. so yeah um but yeah it was the first little sort of okay we get a good little bit of 
character development with them, a good little conversation, and Elton's happy to find this water purification very useful for the group. Obviously, it's probably one of the most useful things they could actually find as well. Um, and then, yeah, just talking about um, what Elton sort of wants to do, the photos and the science and stuff. And then you kind of finish with that a little bit, and then you set up with this blood mark on the floor, which uh, doesn't look very normal. So, yeah, really liked what they did here and how they used this to set up later parts of the episode as well. What did you think? Yeah, nice little scene. Just, did they actually use the I don't anywhere else? I don't, I don't else? think they used it in the episode. But they, in the episode, so, them, so... Yeah, so I'm sure that will come back up at some point later on. I hope so, um, yeah. And I do wonder whether maybe that will connect back to the fact that, yeah, we have we that previous scene that we've had about Hope mixing chemicals together to make that smoke bomb i do wonder whether the iodine will, will come back up at a later episode um because that's sort of established that she kind of knows something about um chemistry right and yeah. they've now got this particular chemical ingredient mm. it may be that you know between her and alton because alton obviously knows a little bit about chemistry as well i wonder if maybe they'll be using the iodine for something other than water purification at some point but uh, yeah, I mean, it's that that's sort of interesting. Those scenes kind of come next to each other, and they both have a sort of chemistry thing in there. So that's a possibility. Uh, and yeah, I mean, we knew Elton's motivations weren't purely to help the uh, the sisters find their dad. We knew that he was more about him wanting to go out and explore the world. You know, uh, I do like Elton as a character. I think he's quite interesting because I like you him. Know, yeah. he, He's he's just he's he's one of those that you know after all this is over and you know they've done both seasons. Elton's one of those characters that I could see maybe popping up somewhere I, else in one of the other shows. You know, yeah, I'd love to see him have a conversation with Eugene. That would, that would be great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so he's almost like a younger, clearer speaker version of of Eugene. Um, yes, because Eugene tries to just make almost every sentence he says. Um, sound more complicated than what he needs to, almost in like a Shakespearean type of way, which we've talked about yes. on the main show before. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Elton just kind of uh, keeps things a bit simple. So, um, yeah, be good if they kind of had a conversation. That would be cool. Uh, Felix attempts to radio Silas and Iris um, over the walkie, but no one responds. Sir- Silas and Iris uh, are busy checking out the gymnasium, still filled with uh, prom decorations and remnants of the students who used to attend, including those who died there. When they go to leave, they realise water damage has caused some of the doors to jam, which is unfortunate. Uh, and the other entrance is being blocked off by an empty empty, sorry, outside of the door. Iris tries to radio Felix, but unfortunately the batteries in the walker, walkie sorries, um, are corroded. So uh, yeah, this is when we first realise that they're trapped. And um, yeah, we kind, we kind of, that's a good sort of way to set up this uh, set piece for later. What do you think of the kind of... Um, build up to all that yeah i mean did uh, yeah they get they get trapped by a walker and i there there is it does go back to this thing of yeah i mean we don't we don't expect them to just try and kill them straight out you know we we're used to people trying to kill zombies in this show um, I, but they are, as we've established, very inexperienced at that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is just one of them at that point. And you do kind of think, really, you wouldn't even try to get past it. 
mm-hmm. you just sort of and you've got no radio um slightly i mean that that was a massive oversight on them with the walkies as well of like the fact that the batteries are corroded like do you not check these before yeah. you have the I, wonder, I wonder when that happened to the walkie talkie yeah yeah, yeah that, because, that because like if, a, because there's could, two scenarios yeah. either they got these walkies and they were fine and then later they didn't realize they got corroded and now they're in the situation or they just picked them up didn't check and they are where they are now so i don't know yeah I, that that just it, it, it smelt a bit of a plot mcguffin <laughs> that you know yeah um sort of a convenient thing to be able to trap them in this room mm-hmm. uh that was probably the weakest thing one of the weakest things in the episode for me was was oh the batteries are corroded well yeah but why are the batteries corroded that doesn't make any sense really because surely they would have checked them at some point i mean i know they're kids and you know but even so you're trying mm-hmm. to tell me that at no point prior to this have they ever used the walkie-talkies um I mean, I'm not sure whether the kids had the walkies or whether it was Felix and Huck that brought them. And if Felix and Huck brought them, then they definitely should be working. So, yeah, yeah. It, yeah it, it just that 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 just felt like a bit of a plot McGuffin to me. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, no, I I kind of agree in a way. You know, a bit of an oversight with that. And I mean, it's interesting with the Walker because later on, when they're sort of forced to face it head on, and they end up just going around it and avoided it they could have potentially done that a bit earlier like if it was with 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 the other one because i'm sure the is it the same empty or the same walker that they avoid later it sort of breaks through or something doesn't it and then they try and uh no it's one from outside yeah 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 there's there's one i mean there are more later on yeah they they meet when they get out but yeah but the, the other thing is i don't quite understand how they got trapped in there because if the walker came that they obviously got into that room uh-huh. and the door can't have got walked after that and yes the walker might have blocked off the way that they came in but surely they can just get out the same way once you know once they're past the walker that's at that door right. why didn't they just go back the way that they came in I don't so, know. so. Uh, that 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 <laughs> Yeah, the, the 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 whole them getting trapped in that room really dubious writing for my, I, as far as I could see. Yeah, yeah, I can I can see some problems with the scene, but uh, I suppose it does its character development job at the end. Yes. So, uh, as they continue searching for supplies, Hope asks Huck about her dad, um, saying he must have been proud of her for being. Um, in the army, Hope says uh, she was, but it's uh, always complicated with shit dads. Uh, or oh, sorry, always complicated shit with dads, or pretty much the same thing. And how they have a quote funny way of showing they give a shit sometimes. Hope remembers the argument she had with her dad after Leo um, decided to leave and go with the CRM to help them with their scientific. Uh, pursuits, uh, believing this isn't the end of the world, though Hope. Um, disagrees she cries telling her dad that she'll be better and leo assures her that he's not going on this trip because of her and she's not a screw-up despite whatever she believes so he's trying to make her sort of feel better leo mentions he has um a lot he wants to speak with hope about and they talk 
and that they'll talk more when he gets back, which he's not going to come back. Um, he tells Hope about the communications device he made in order to secure, secretly um, send uh, messages and Hope and Iris to Hope and Iris, sorry, while he's away, and that he loves her more and she'll uh, more than she'll ever know. Sorry. Um, so yeah, kind of setting up you know this this device that we see in the pilot episode with the sending messages things, which turned out to be very very important because it's one of the whole reasons that they even went to New York in the first place because they realised that something was up. So uh, yeah, this was more of an effective or more of a kind of useful flashback than maybe the previous one because there's actually like you know setting up certain things in the future that we already know about and obviously we know that he's not going to be making his way back because the girls are actually on their way to him um and then yeah her kind of you know feeling down about herself and stuff and her dad sort of saying that you know um he loves her more than she'll ever know and she doesn't feel great about herself but he's trying to sort of make her feel better about the situation as he's sort of in a panic to leave and trying to you know do this sort of last thing um yeah, I thought this was a better flashback than the than the earlier one. It just it has a bit more use to it, I suppose, with uh, so, c- certain later things. Yeah, well, I I don't know because I think it's to me this is sort of treading over old ground. That we, I mean, there, there's nothing really new in there that we didn't already know. I mean, we know he loves the kids. We know he'd he'd gone and you know he hadn't gone because of the kids you know right, he went that of was, the CRM yeah, thing. yeah he went because of the crm uh you know so we sort of knew most of this stuff already so i'm not sure how useful this actually is particularly i mean and we also knew he created the communications device mm-hmm. so I, yeah i i don't know i my, my feeling is the other seat's probably actually more useful than this one but hmm. um Again, I this was the sort of point where I was kind of waning a little bit in some of this stuff because I I'm not sure entirely how useful this scene was, but um, yeah, so yeah, yeah, like I kind of I mean it, what I kind of meant was it's more useful than the previous one maybe, um, sort of I yeah I don't know I think in the previous one like I say it sort of establishes a bit more of a you know hope has some abilities with chemistry um it does establish i mean and neither of them are particularly great the flashback scenes other than it, it introduces and shows what the father looks like mm-hmm. which is they needed to do for the end of the that, episode. Yeah. um you know that neither of them are, are hugely useful the the only thing with the other one is it, and, and it remains to be seen whether that pays off is the fact that it establishes that she obviously has some skill with chemistry and you know we then get them finding a a chemical thing in the next scene so yeah you know whether that actually pays off or not i don't know but i i don't think there's anything in this particular scene in the second scene that actually tells us anything that we didn't already know so Hmm. yeah uh moving on from that when felix and elton come across an empty inside of a locker stuffed inside of a locker uh, elton has a brief flashback to when he was terrified um a terrified little kid sitting uh, si- sorry sitting in a small space beneath the floorboards uh, covering his ears when felix picks up on elton's discomfort which we kind of did almost at the same time as him like as as the viewer so that was a 
interesting moment uh picks up on elton's discomfort he uh and the way he flinches at the banging from inside the locker because the thing's trying to get out elton explains that he's claustrophobic after making their way into another hall felix jumps on the opportunity to tell elton he understands he has his reason for being out here but none of them are ready for this which I think he's pretty much correct about that, but at the time yeah. I didn't really have a choice. Um, Felix tells Elton. Felix says that if Elton cares about his friends, he'll help Felix and Huck convince the others to turn back. Uh, he then shows Elton his tattoo, sharing he got it uh, to remind him of everything and uh, everyone he's lost. Crying, Felix says he's lost his parents, uh, which we saw obviously in the second episode. Yes, I think it was the second episode. Yeah, the whole flashback thing with that, uh, just like Elton did. Uh, among others, he can't lose anyone else. Um, I thought this was a great scene, and I thought that the pacing on just... Because you don't really need too much more in terms of explaining his claustrophobia. You know, you see that, okay, this thing is stuffed in this... This walker stuffed in this locker. He has a flashback to when he was trapped somewhere. He has the discomfort. Elton realises it almost at the same time that we do as the viewers. And they kind of move on from it and then discuss it in this other room um i thought i thought this was a great little scene to just kind of very quickly explain that like you don't really need for something like claustrophobia i don't really think you need a full no. sort of five minute like flashback a, a bit sort of like if you were to look at felix and his backstory with his dad and the whole thing going on there you need a little bit more time to explain something like that and they did take the time to explain those sorts of things but with this it can be at least i feel like it can be something a lot quicker and uh they kind of i guess bond a little bit in, in some ways over it and they kind of um share, share some moments together so uh i thought this was done really well what do you what do you think yeah i mean it's an interesting little scene and it does set a few things up as well i mean firstly uh elton's claustrophobia which is something that we can potentially use later on mm-hmm. um it you know you also got the the fact that he was he was in this you know little kid terrified in this little space under some floorboards we don't know exactly what that was but that's again something that you could explore later on much like the episode the 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 thing we saw with Silas when they did the little vignettes of the him. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. The, what, the violent thing, whatever it was, which we do find a little bit more about that this episode as well. So it's, it's a sort of little drip feeding of some of his background story as well. It also explains why he wants to be out in the world, you know, um, rather than cooped up in one place why sure. he wants to be out there and, and explore a bit more i think that the fact that he's claustrophobic helps speak to that motivation as well a little bit of you know he likes being outdoors he likes being in open spaces so um i think yeah that that all kind of makes sense and it also goes you it gives you a little bit more about felix's motivation which you know he's he's he doesn't want to lose anybody else i mean he's in the he's on the wrong show really to, to not want to lose <laughs> yeah. anybody else yeah but you know um yeah i mean i absolutely i i you know you understand that it was probably felix's motivation was trying to protect everybody anyway so yeah um so yeah it's a good little scene you know it gives little bits of information it it gives a bit of character bonding and um yeah i i like this i think yeah. it works that was great uh, still trapped in the school gym iris and silas bond over things they never had the chance to experience and how iris wishes she hadn't put so much pressure on herself growing up to make up for everything i'm sure many of us have felt that about different things in the past uh, she says she definitely would have gone to more dances and had more fun uh, silas brings up her art and then says 
Uh, she's different now, leading them onto their journey. Iris calls him different too, mentioning how he helped uh, save them back at the blaze. Silas knows um, what people at the colony thought of him, because obviously they didn't like him very much and everything. Uh, what they said about him, and he's relieved knowing he doesn't uh, have to experience that daily that daily in the outside world to where he is now. Uh, the two then listen to some of Silas's uh, music before Iris convinces him to have a dance with her, and then they... Um, you see sort of I like uh, there's something we didn't quite mention a bit earlier when we're getting some flashbacks about the school and they have this interesting little bit of art they do around the the characters that used to be there yeah. and then you kind of get it a little bit again in this scene where they, they start dancing and then they sort of almost fill in the characters that would have been there I thought that was yeah. an interesting little um, bit of an art direction and uh, that the way they kind of use that as well so mm. um yeah, again, they maybe could have gotten out of here earlier, but it leads to this scene, which I think is important for the two of them. Again, doing some character development and talking about, you know, what they could have had in the past and trying to get sort of past that and uh, just sort of trying to, uh, you know, m- move on a little bit the- themselves as uh, as characters. They- they've both got things that they regret, um, regret. I'm sure we all do as well. But, um, yeah, I thought it was a good scene between the two of them. So uh, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, parking the fact that that they I shouldn't really be trapped in there in the sure. first place. Um, yeah, I mean, the, it's a nice little bonding scene, I guess, um, and you do get a little bit more about Silas's motiv- motivations for going just to be not be in the colony. Pretty much, he's Silas's motivations, and yeah. he sort of wants to help these people that he's seen as his, his friends now. But, um, you know, his motivation for leaving was the fact that he was fairly persecuted from where he was for something he maybe did or didn't do. Um, and, uh, I mean, I think it's becoming more clear that he probably did do whatever it was. Yeah. But, uh, you know, um, and I, I don't know. I, I don't know whether it's, it's Iris's character that just slightly bugs me a little bit. I don't know what it is about her, but, um, uh, yeah, I I just and the dancing scene. Well, yeah, okay, fine, it's cute. But th- this is where th- this is the sort of bit that stuck out to me as being very YA, you know. Um, yeah, it, it did feel a little bit CW-ish. Yes, if, to, if that's the right term to use. Um, cause yeah, mo- most of their shows are focused on young characters, yeah. uh, apart from a few. But um, no, I I kind of get the uh, frustration a little bit with that, but um. I still thought it was a good scene and did the job that it was uh, put in there to do. Mm. So, uh, meanwhile, Hope and sorry, Huck and Hope or Hope and Huck, whatever way around, uh, find themselves being snarled at by a very protective wolf uh, posted in a doorway, attempting to keep the humans away from um, from something that's in there. Huck slowly guides Hope past the wolf, and uh, the two continue down the hallway as Felix and Elton finally find Iris and Silas in the gym. Iris tells them through the door that the main entrance is jammed and uh, the way back leading to the basement is being blocked by a walker. Uh, Felix says he and Elton will go through the basement to kill the empty but warns Iris and Silas to stay there and wait for them uh, since there's something else roaming in the hallways which of course um, so so there's two of the groups that know about this wolf in the hallway it's it's, um, Silas and uh, Iris that don't isn't it? That, yeah, they, they they don't know that this. Uh, wolf well, yeah, is, uh, is uh, and 
and Felix and Elton know there is something out there. They just don't know exactly what it is. Yeah, um, yeah, they're aware but, of, but you know, it clearly. It had to be some sort of animal unless they've introduced unless they were going to introduce some major, major shift in the zombies uh, in the Walking Dead universe, which I think was very unlikely. Yeah. You know, it, it had to be a wolf. Do and, some uh, Last yeah, of Us stuff just, or something. Y- yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah, we get to see that it is a wolf and it's, you know, it's protecting and feeding its pups in the, you know, and that that appears to be what it is. Um yeah, and they've taken, and this seems to be the wolf's territory, you know, this school. Mm-hmm. And it's been munching on walkers to keep itself alive. So, um, yeah, I mean, we get to see what it is. It's, it's an interesting little twist because it's not something we've really seen in The Walking Dead before. Mm-hmm. And it does make a certain amount of sense that in an environment like this where the walkers are, are kind of probably uh, you know generally aren't in big packs they're they're sort of you know they're protected inside the school they're one or two on their own you know there might be quite a lot of them in there but there's only one or two on their own so whereas out in the wild wolves probably would struggle because if you run into a horde they're probably gonna really you know if they get get stuck in the middle of a horde that's it they're gone it's the same as it would be if you're a human in an environment like this water uh, you know a wolf could probably hunt one of them quite easily and pull it down and avoid getting bitten um potentially so you know maybe i mean i I don't know it's very difficult to to know um Hmm. but yeah i mean it, it sort of makes sense maybe in this sort of environment that a wolf maybe could survive or a pair of wolves could survive yeah yeah, I found it interesting as well because if um, that wolf decides to jump out of them, they would have to have shot it, and one of them would have to have gone through the act of actually doing that, or at least like try to stab it or or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, some audience people people watching the show don't sometimes like doing things like killing wolves or dogs or whatever. Yeah, um, and you, you do can have abuse. To, you do you have can to abuse you know, but... Sorry, go yeah. On. You can abuse humans as much as you like on this show, but if you ever attack an animal, then that's a big no-no. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like in uh, Last of Us 2, there is a lot of dogs that will attack you, and essentially the more and more humans that you kill in the game, um, the wolf will eventually like pick up... Uh, not the wolf, sorry, the dog in, in the game will eventually pick up like your scent, and it will start like scratching on the door to let the the other people know like you're, you're in that room or whatever, and you will eventually have to kill it. Um, presuming that it actually does like find you and catch up to you and stuff um and a lot of people had trouble doing that in the game obviously for, for for various reasons um i just found it interesting here they decided to not go through with that and decided to make the characters just kind of slowly walk past which was still a moment of tension and it was still quite good because you just never knew um i mean could one of these characters have died we we, we don't know um so I, I found that quite an interesting sort of point of horror tension if you will so I thought mm. that was good. Uh, Hope calls Huck out on trying to get uh, her to change her mind and go back home. The younger girl says a few days ago she might uh, have agreed to go back. But now she thinks her dad was trying to protect her from something she wants. Um, and wants to ask him about uh, it once they find him. Uh, the pair find a supply closet full of canned food and begin stocking up. Back at the gym, uh, Silas and Iris realise... Uh, they can't wait to um, realize they can't wait around after a, gro- a growling wolf slips into the vent and attempts to get inside the room. 
the kids carefully maneuver their way around an empty, trapping it in the gym as they head into the basement. Interesting choices from them. One of which because, you know, Felix said no matter what, you need to stay there. And they didn't end up doing that. Um, the other interesting thing is they do have to come across one of these walkers in the end. Because it gets in the room and they have to kind of maneuver their way around it. Which they do quite successfully. Um, so two kind of interesting points from them there. I thought this was... Uh, and they finally get out of this room as well, which is which is good. Um what do you think about their choices here? Um, yeah, well, makes sense. I think you know they they've yeah got potentially a wolf about to break through on them. What I think is kind of interesting, and I suspect didn't happen for budgetary reasons, was I was expecting once the walker got shoved into that room, the wolf to burst out and take it down. Hmm. Um, yeah. You know, because that would seem like. It, it would sort of make sense in that they, you know, they, you've, you sort of end up leaving the walker in there as kind of bait for the wolf to go after. Um, but obviously that would have involved a lot of CG messing around to, to create that scene. So maybe it was in the script and they cut it out. But mm. uh, I, I sort of feel that would have been the next natural progressive step for that and might have kind of added a little bit to that scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah. I mean, you... I d- in terms of them actually kind of leaving, I think that sort of makes sense. Mm-hmm. That. But but again, I come back to this thing of that was if that's the entrance that they came in from. Yes, I get there was a walker across the front of it, but then all the stuff that happens afterwards. What? Where did all the other? walkers then come from because they obviously didn't have a problem getting past them before so i yeah that that's where it all sort of doesn't quite hold together for me but you know sure yeah um do you think the wolf attack happened off screen the one that you kind of kind of yeah i i suspect it probably did although we didn't hear it i mean you could have done it with the sound effect and not kind of cut back to it but uh Hmm. yeah 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 I, i assume that happened off screen so uh, as empties begin to converge on Silas and Iris, Hope and Huck hear the two on the other side of a chained up door and Iris yells for help. Silas, recalling um, more flashbacks of the violent incident from his past and things people have whispered about him, um, including how he should be in jail for obviously the attack or whatever, uh, completely snaps and takes one of the empties to the ground, punching it over and over. Felix and Elton find Hope and Huck and uh, the four are able to get the door open. Elton runs up to Silas to try to get him to stop hitting the empty and Silas shoves him to the ground causing Elton to land um, on his on his shoulder. Uh, Felix takes out the empties and yells at Silas who finally stops hitting the empty before staring um, at his hands because he's you know, got blood on his hands and apologising. Afterwards, Hope and Hope asks Iris if they're okay. Iris says... Um, there's a lot of uh a lot she missed out on and that they should have talked about what happened the night their mother died sooner um that they both missed out on being there for each other but for now the sisters are okay which was what i was talking about earlier they're kind of okay by the end of the episode i think this work here what they did with silas was great because um you know a lot lot of people are saying oh you know he shouldn't have been punching this walker because you know he could have cut his his hand on his on the Mm. walker's teeth it's it's a character flaw for for Silas. Like he's, well, yeah, he's not in. Con- and we've had it already set up that he's not in control of 
um, these violent tendencies that he's got. So it makes perfect sense to me that with him having flashbacks towards you know his violent past and this obstacle or enemy that's in his way, which is this walker, he tackles it to the ground and punches it, seemingly in the same way that he did with the the person in in the past uh, when we saw the flashbacks. Drops his um, wrench thing uh, onto the floor and starts punching it and just gets completely in this zone of only being focused on that and then of course when Elton comes over and shoves him what's probably happened there is you know Silas has seen Elton come over sees it as just like something trying to stop him and and get him out Mm. of this zone that he's in so obviously he shoves Elton back um he would have tried to shove any of them back and then just can't stop himself because because he's he's in he's sort of in the zone of um of of what he's doing and it just Mm. it feeds directly into his his personality. Yes, it's something that he shouldn't have done necessarily because obviously he could have cut his hand on the walker's mouth. But um, it's part of a character flaw for him, and I th- I thought this was told really well. Yeah, I I mean, and it's interesting because we still I mean he does mention that it was his uh, he, his dad that uh, you know he mentions later on that it's you know actually when he's talking to I- Iris do you think that I killed my dad? So we know that it was the father that was the, the which is what I said last week was I rather suspected it was that. And it sort of feeds into the thing that I was saying last week as well about, I rather suspect that it was an abusive father that was either abusing him or the mother. And I think that he That's snapped. That comes from. Yeah. I think that he snapped and uh, beat the father to death. And I think in this situation, you know, he's just he's been bonding with Iris and Iris is in danger and he snaps and again. It clicks, because, yeah. yeah, it clicks. He snaps and goes and, and, you know, just see literally you know, you know, metaphorically sees red and just goes for it. So, you know, and he has no control over it. You know, he, he just he goes into a blind rage. And, yeah, it was a stupid thing to do. Because, as you say, he could have cut his hands, and you know they could have could have been incredibly dangerous. But um, yeah, I mean, it made perfect sense for that character in that moment, and sort of mm. feeds back into what we'd seen previously. You know, he, he clearly, I, I rather suspect he comes from an abused home, and he he was either you know he's been surrounded by this violence because I suspect he's that was what his father was like, and. Yeah, the you know, so the whole thing, I think, the setup for it makes complete sense to me. Yeah, they did it well in terms of like structure and everything because you've already set up that this is what um, this is part of Silas's character. Because if if you didn't do those flashbacks, I think last week, uh, if you don't do them and then you just have this scene happen, it would seem like he's just sort of snapped for not much of a reason. So I I, I think they did a did a great job here. So. Mm. Yeah, um, and uh, not too much to say about for the sisters, but they make up and kind of move on, which I think mm-hmm. is uh, think is nice. So, um, Huck and Felix give Elton props for being a tough kid before Elton asks Felix how if they were going to turn back. Um, they would avoid the uh, blaze of glory. Felix says there there are other ways around. I'm sure there is as well. Uh, depending on depending on how long it takes to uh, convince everyone to go back. Um, noting that their best chance is the Mississippi, Felix attempts to drive the point home by saying he and Huck should use Elton's help to keep um, everyone alive. Uh, so again, 
um, Felix attempting to get Elton to to go back, and it again it makes sense that he would ask him because he's just kind of there to help his friend, and he's not specifically there to you know find find the dad and everything. Again, it's it's kind of re- returning to a point earlier in the episode um, of why he would ask um, Elton particularly. Plus, they've been you know bonding in the episode and everything um, through all the the claustrophobia stuff and. Uh, Felix clearly trusts Elton with uh, what he's trying to do. So, mm-hmm. uh, what do you think of that? Yeah, I mean, um, do we, do we know exactly where they sort of were um, in in this? What where the school is? Previously, well, well, where the where they actually this whole thing is based. I mean, we know it's all based in a particular area of the US. I mean, we know mm-hmm. they're based sort of Georgia, Atlanta, you know, that sort of. Yeah, that rough area. area. So, I mean, the the fact that they talk about going via the Mississippi is it's sort of interesting, um, I think. But um, lots of recap now. Where is it? There it is. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, the uh, I, and the fact that there is a way around. You know, Felix says they they know a, a way around. I I still don't think they're going to end up heading back. You know, no, I don't place. think that's going to happen. So, yeah. um. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see where this actually goes because Felix is very intent on doing this. Um, don't know if that will cause some sort of bigger conflict within the group or something. Um, mm. so this isn't something that the character's letting go of because he talked about it last week, talked about it twice this week to the same character. Um, but obviously, like we've established already, the main four kids um, don't want to go back. So uh, that's got to come to some sort of head eventually. And uh, I'm curious to see where that goes. So, because it, yeah, I don't see how that all goes in the same direction necessarily. Because one th- one character or two characters really want one thing. They're sort of submitting to the other four characters at the moment. Those other four characters want something else, but one of the four of them is trying to be get convinced by the other two. So, I don't know. But uh, mm. we shall see. Again, I don't think I don't know how or if it could work if. Felix, Huck, and maybe somebody else go back. How that might work necessarily, but um, I I don't see them splitting up the group yeah, in that way. Yeah, I don't know how that would work necessarily. So yeah. we shall see. Uh, Iris finds Silas sitting by himself, who tells her uh, they should have left him behind, feeling guilty about hurting Elton because he pushed him over accidentally. Iris says they're not leaving him, and Elton uh, knows what happened was an accident. I'm sure he does. Uh, Silas asks if um, Iris thinks he killed his dad, and uh, like the others do back home. Uh, Iris says it, uh, it still doesn't matter. He saved them twice now, and that's what matters. After Silas gets cleaned up, uh, Felix asks him if he's uh, good, and Silas nods as Elton comes up and tells Silas, reassuring um, you are. So they're just trying to all reassure him that everything's fine. Uh, before leaving the auditorium uh, and the school, Elton grabs his camera and convinces the others to let him take a group photo. Uh, surprisingly nice end to the episode, considering yeah. all of the drama. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I thought it was a good end to the episode. They're going to leave the school, and we'll see where they end up next week, I suppose. And, again, what happens with this whole one set of characters wanted to do one thing, the others wanted to do something else. So we'll see how that works out. Um, yeah, what do you think of this nice little end to the episode? The, the end to the yeah, episode, we have I a post credit scene. So, it, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, fine. Uh, you know, t- ties up that sort of <coughs> ties everything up a little bit. Um, 
Silas, as I said earlier, you know, has this conversation with Iris, and, and you know, Silas clearly is messed up, but he's, I think, overall a good kid, and yeah, you know, yeah. he's he just he's been through a lot, and um, yeah, I I think I think if there is a character out of this group that's going to die, it's probably going to be Cyrus, Silas doing something heroic to save everybody else. I rather suspect, you know, that would um, make sense, yeah. But uh, I, I mean, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see actually whether this entire group does make it through all two seasons or not. Yeah, um, I am very curious about which of the six of these dies first. Mm. If, if they do, or I, d- I don't know. It's, it's or if hard, they make it, it's kind of hard to I mean, tell with this show what they're gonna do, stakes wise and character death wise with these six. Um, yeah, because I can't see Elizabeth dying. Like she's just too important to. Uh, yeah, and story. I think. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think certainly Elizabeth is somebody that I suspect we will see pop up in other things. I think she'll end up being connective tissue between a few different shows. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it would make sense if she appears in the Rick movies and Definitely. if she maybe pops up at the end of the main show or, you know, maybe Eva Fear because that's also dealing with this same group. So, I mean, there is, there is, I, I think she's probably okay. Yeah. Uh, out of the main characters i do as i say i think silas is is likely to the one that goes out in some way saving the rest of them i would have thought i think the sisters are probably okay yeah um but you know but i mean fairly important yeah and i hope i i think elton's probably because i mean elton clearly is the weakest out of the group in terms of you know he's more brains rather than brawn so Sure, sure i i yeah, although he's, I, I, I think he's probably going to be okay because he's sort of the one that you would think would get killed first. Mm. So, yeah, um, so yeah, we shall see what happens. Uh, after the credits, as we see a woman with a CRM tattoo on her hand, uh, noting the results of a study with a test subject. There's a photo on her desk with uh, Dr. Bennett on it. She's talking about his reaction after receiving plasma and how long the transformation took. She says his name was Dr. Samuel Abbott of Portland and she calls for the next test subject uh, as she pauses to eat a sandwich. Uh, as the camera pulls away, uh, we can see that there are dozens of test subjects, like quite a few. There's probably some further back to that as well. It looked like there was some like at the back maybe uh walker's empty is tied to boards and um housed in a special containment field uh the next test subject um is a subject a403 as the scene fades away we see that the photo on her desk um is of uh, dr bennett and dr abbott suggesting that they are being used as test subjects themselves um just one tiny problem with the scene you didn't need to have a eat a sandwich and try and Talk with her mouthful. You, you know, you didn't there need is, that. there's there's something that always sticks in my mind whenever I see that. Because uh, I've I've done set visits before, and uh-huh. uh, I was on a set visit for humans, and I remember watching. I can't remember the girl's name, but the the girl that played the older daughter on uh, humans, uh-huh. and uh, there was a scene that I watched them film, which was her coming in for breakfast taking a bite out of a round of toast saying I'm late, I've got to go or something of, of that nature. 15 rounds of toast later. <laughs> so 
you know, the, and it's like, <laughs> but of course, every, every time they do that scene, it has to be a brand new round of toast. And sure. it's, yeah. so there is a good chance that they had 15 and that sandwich was enormous as well. There is a good chance that they had about 15 sandwiches like that. and shot that so many different times. Um, so I, it's always, it's ever since that I, I saw the film that it's one of the things that like any time I see somebody um, eating on screen, I, I think, God, that poor person must have like done that at least five or six times at this point. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so my, yeah. my main issue with it in this scene, if you're going to have a big reveal like this, which is connected to the whole franchise about these t- test subjects and the whole AB thing that we've been seeing for several seasons, don't there, there's no reason for that sandwich to be in there yeah, well there sort of is i i get the purpose to it in that it's you know it's a weird situation and it feels like a big reveal to us but to the character what they're sort of trying to portray by the fact that she's just casually picking up eating a sandwich and going we're bring out the next one yeah with a mouthful i it, it's sort of trying to portray that this is just an everyday thing for her you know, this is this is what she's doing. Um, you know, it's it's there's a kind of casualness to it. The fact that she's surrounded by this death and all these walkers, but it's an office job essentially to her. Sure. And, and so there is a purpose to it being there. I do kind of get why they put it in. Um, but yeah, it's a it's an interesting scene, and mm-hmm. the the photo that was on the desk and the fact that the guy with the big beard that was the walker that she was calling doctor, whatever it was. um, If you actually look at the photo, I'm fairly positive the person on the other side of the girl's dad, because she's got her arms around the girl's dad. So clearly they were in some sort of relationship. The guy on the other side seems to be the person that's the the walker that she's testing on, which, which doesn't necessarily bode hugely well for what's happened to their father. Um, yeah, whether maybe he's the next test subject, maybe not. We don't know, yeah. but yeah, yeah. I I don't suspect that when they're going to find him, it's going to be a good scene no or sit no. situation. You know, probably not. So because that 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 wouldn't be very Walking Dead esque. I know that no. happens. Now, I know that happens now and again uh, on certain yeah, well, you I mean, know, cer- certain good it. yeah, certain good reunions yes and everything, but it doesn't happen all the time. So. Yeah. And this isn't supposed it to be a happy rare. world. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think the, the the sandwich thing aside, um, I thought it was a good scene. I thought it was a good way to kind of reveal some of this. There's still a big amount of mystery to it. To exactly, okay, who's here and like kind of what's going on. Um, immediately, I saw a bunch of articles uh, kind of the next day about like, oh, is, is Rick there? Is he being tested on? I, I, I really doubt that Rick's in that particular place because they all seem to be people that have maybe turned well, they, or, or or are turning yeah um, i mean they they it's not he's not going to be in he's not going to be in there being being tested on no, in, in no. that way uh yeah. that that clearly is some sort of research and development thing i mean you know yes we know that rick is with that group somewhere he's but somewhere yeah you know there's as we've established there's about two hundred thousand people in that he's one of the two hundred thousand, isn't he I'm yeah sure so so we see there somewhere but i wouldn't necessarily directly connect it to that um mm. the this sort of experimentation thing we've not really seen before we've seen a little bit with the guys uh in fear that not directly connected to this group but the guys that had the um sort of ranch encampment 
thing were doing kind of tests to see how long it took people to turn and they were trying different kind of races and stuff that that was sort of in season three i think um but not to this sort of scientific level it was more a group of sociopaths kind of messing around with the dead um so we've not sort of seen it done to this kind of level before but um yeah so i think that's interesting and it opens a uh interesting new area Hmm. that uh, i i I sort of want to see a bit more of that you know as well i would like to see a bit more of of them oh definitely showing that side of things you know so um yeah interesting little reveal still some questions to be asked Uh, i'm sure we're going to see some more of it in the rick film in 2035 when that gets done <laughs> so uh it, it's funny because the the admin the walking dead admin on twitter said like it's it's going to be a minute before we see those films which i suspect is is very much the case so uh yeah do, do you think those those that first film i'm guessing will probably come out after this show is finished um yeah i yeah. feel like it will i mean so. it would not surprise me if you know this this than the main show are going to end up ending around about the same time, aren't they? I yeah, think. Yeah. So I, I would think the thing that comes out immediately after this, I think one of the next big things straight after that will end up being um, the Rick things because that's going to be 2022, I think, isn't it? Um, Somewhere around there, maybe. Yeah, because we've got this, we've got this this year, maybe got, the yeah so we've got the second half of this next year then we've got the end of the main show which is the 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 main show ends in 2022 so maybe actually if this is this year and next year maybe yeah maybe you won't end at the same time Mm. so you're gonna have you're gonna have two seasons of this and then you're gonna have the the last few episodes coming in 2022 of the main show and i would have expected that the rick thing will be the thing that comes after that Mm -hmm. yep so we shall see, uh, but just don't don't have your actors eating as they're delivering lines. It's very annoying. <laughs> uh, if you let's move on to feedback and questions and everything else. If you want to send in uh, feedback, thoughts, questions, feelings, concerns, whatever uh, about Walking Dead War Beyond or anything else related to entertainment talk, any of the other podcasts or shows that we do, or just the website in general, uh, MatthewEntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter eTalkUK. There's contact page and information in your show notes. Uh, three to get through here. Hannah says, "So, with the kids, with these kids uh, being new to the world, how long do you expect it to be until they are comfortably killing empties?" Uh, I was kind of thinking about this when we were roughly two episodes in, or as we sort of started to notice that okay, that this is how these kids are going to kind of be for a little while. I think that either the end of the first season or the start of the second, roughly, we will they will get like completely comfortable i think they'll get to a point where they're killing more of them but just not all of them and it will maybe slowly kind of transition uh the only one who hasn't killed one yet i think is elton because silas has killed well he beat one to death in this episode yeah uh, so that, that one must be dead uh iris and hope have both killed one um elton hasn't and obviously harkins and uh yeah felix have uh and obviously elizabeth has killed a whole camp's worth. Um, but yeah, that, that's roughly the timeline I think you're going to be looking for. And I think what's I think what's going to kind of happen is these characters are going to have to be in a life or death situation in order to kill these, which is going to be good for tension, I think. Because like we saw with Iris and Hope, 
last week, the week before, when they were around the the tires and everything, and they mm. were pretty much like you know one of them was struggling to push one two of them off, and then Iris and Hope they you know they came in and sort of helped each other out. That's the that's the type of life and death situation I'm talking about. In this episode, we got um, Iris and Silas in the in the gym, and they can just walk around the walker or the empty. I think you're going to continue to see that a little bit more just until they get more comfortable. Obviously, the exception with Silas in this episode is his whole violent ten- tendencies flashback PTSD thing kicked in and he um, beat that walker to death. But I think that's kind of what they're going to be going for. Um, what do you think? Yeah, it's. I mean, it would make sense if it takes a sort of, you know, the rest of the season particularly to for them to get... I mean, we don't know where this season's going to end up, but um, yeah. it, it would make sense if if it takes this season for them to get a little bit more used to the idea of it. Um, as I say, Elton, I'm not sure will ever be overly comfortable with it, if ever. You know, I don't know whether we'll ever yeah. actually see him. I mean, Eugene himself still isn't, is he? Eugene, yeah, Eugene's exactly. killed a few of them, but he still gets you know nervous and that. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, it is quite funny when you're watching this and them sort of, you know, and then the juxtaposition because I watch this and then watch Fear straight after it. And, okay, I you know, did the other you, way around. Right, so. yeah. You, you know, you're watching Fear and they're kind of merrily just like mowing through hundreds of them in one go. And then you kind yeah. of got this where they're kind of struggling to kill one. It is this odd juxtaposition. I mean, I, I, it's not a criticism because it does make perfect sense for the characters. It's just a little odd when you see like, you know, them, oh, I got this smack through the head. And then with these, they're really struggling just to kill one or two of them because um, they're at very different points in their, their sort of zombie killing career. But um, so, yeah, I, it would make sense if they're going to come up against one or two as they go through. I mean, you know, the girls have killed a couple of them now. Uh, with Silas, it's slightly different because I yeah. think he's he's very, you know, he has this sort of PTSD thing and, and he's kind of disturbed about even though they are undead just the violent nature of it i think he's, he's so that'll be interesting to see where they land on that eventually mm-hmm. um the girls i think will probably become yeah you know, more comfortable you, with it as we go through this season do you think we could have like a end of like in, the last scene of this season could be like them as a group of six taking a bunch of them out maybe possibly as, as a sort of like okay these characters are here now sort of thing and then like yeah you finish the season with that and then you've got one more season left to just finish telling the story possibly so yeah that, that would sort of somewhere like yeah. that mate would, would make a certain amount of sense i think i remember when they did that wasn't the end of season two the end of season one of the walking dead i think uh it can't have been the end of season two because um shane was alive in the scene that i'm talking about and he died obviously at the end of the, the second season um, it must have been the end of season one. I think it was like Andrea and Rick and a bunch of other characters, and it was like uh, a bunch of walkers that they went up to. And now, kind of, uh, kind of been the end of season one because the end of season one was, wasn't that Rick stuck in a tank. Oh yeah, maybe it was the end of season two, but not the finale. Possibly, maybe it was a little bit earlier than that. Yeah, or something. So, um, but I, I remember when that happened as well. That was quite a good mm. coming together kind of scene. Uh, Anna says with this post credit scene what do you think uh would you see the end game being here i suspect that the main show will end and the franchise will use the crm group for something big i mean this is all certainly leading up to something you know 
big big yeah. picture wise uh it seems to be you know the, the the big kind of mystery around the whole franchise and it's it's the one kind of thing that has actually been in all three shows yeah because uh, although we've had like morgan and dwight in fear uh the only the only three the only thing connecting all three actual shows is this crm military group and the helicopters because we've seen the helicopters in in each of the shows now um so yeah it's it's got to be it's got to be something to do with them like like we said a minute ago I think that the main show will end this show will end around the same time then we will see well where Rick even is and what he remembers and if they do the amnesia trick or whatever happens there um and then fear fear will probably just continue normally but still have references to the the CRM or maybe they'll use that in a bigger way but there's certainly going to be eventually some connective tissue around you know the main show ends you'll probably get something there and then the world beyond show which is more tied into the crm than any of the other three shows and then the rick film will probably come in and do something because obviously we know that rick is uh here anyway so yeah it's it's certainly leading to all that as mm. well um yeah um i i mean the the crm group seems to be their end game thing you know that that seems to be where they're certainly it feels like that will be kind of the end point for the main show. Potentially will will end up being something involving that group. And I do wonder whether the, you're going to end up with all the shows converging towards the end of, of the main walking dead show. Uh, and then, and then fear will carry on. The great thing about fear is it morphs um, into a different thing every season. You know, yeah, um, yeah. So, so yeah, we it, it's a dramatically different show now than it was when it started, and even then, oh, you definitely. know, you've gone through each season's changed quite dramatically in what it actually is. You know, you've had this sort of them trying to help people, and then you've had them, uh, you know, you've you've got the situation now where they're dealing with another group, and yeah, so it morphed into very different things each each uh, you know each season, so. Um, I think fears fight, you know, if it ends up with them ha- doing a season where maybe they've, I don't know, they've, they've got in bed with the CRM group or they've taken control of it somehow after the end of the main mm. finale or they I mean, there's various ways that you could go with that. It could be that they go in a completely different direction, but yeah. you know, fear will continue. And then you've got the Daryl and Carol spinoff as well, whatever that ends up being, yeah. um, so yeah i mean i but i do feel like this group has been woven in to the tv walking dead for a very very long time at this point and i i i feel like that they're possibly pushing towards some kind of end game moment of bringing everything together for a few episodes of one of the shows yeah um, I, and you know so whether it's the end of this uh, or whether these characters turn up at the finale of the main walking dead or i don't know what it's going to be but i sort of feel like that this is where they're heading towards yeah there's certainly an idea there so Mm. uh keith says uh and it's the final part i am sort of enjoying this show but can't connect with these kids i know it's a ya series but i want one or two more adult characters to connect to 
Um, I yeah, I can, I, can, I, I can understand what he's, he's I, going through here. I think um, I think that's the same problem I'm having with it. Um, okay, you know, I was, was going to ask you that. Yeah, because I mean, it's interesting because I I mean, Fear I'm very very into at the moment. I I think they're doing a superb job on that show. I know you weren't a fan of the last episode, but um, Did I you listened to the. I have I haven't listened to it, but I I saw some of the things oh, you the, posted. The tweet about thing, it. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I know you weren't a huge fan of it, but um, I I really like that episode, and I I thought they they're doing a really good mm-hmm. job on fear, and I I don't know, I just connect to those characters better. Um, I I think than, and you know, it's a it's a YA show. I it's, I'm very far from being YA at this point, so uh, <laughs> uh, you yeah. know, it it's. It's not aimed at me, clearly. Uh, I'm enjoying it, but some of the YA elements are kind of grating on me slightly. But mm. uh, I, but then I, you know, if that's what it's there for. I get what it is. I get why it's there. Um, you know, it isn't directly aimed at me. I'm enjoying enough of the other stuff to keep it going. But yes, I'm kind of in agreement that I would like some older characters in there because I connect with them a bit more. Um, and uh, I mean, I don't mind some YA stuff. I just it's. It it depends how well put together it is, you know, yeah. and and it, the, the some of the way things in this is slightly greater on me. And I like mm. some of the kids, you know. I I think Silas is quite interesting. I, I think the two main girls, um, as I say, Iris kind of really great. on me. hope I quite like, um, but uh, yeah. and um, Elton I think is a good character. But yeah, I think for me it's you know I'm not. I'm not 15 or 16 anymore. I'm 26, scarily heading towards 30. Um, so, you know, I'm... I'm, I'm what? I'm heading towards 50, but never mind. <laughs> yeah, but as as the younger of the two of us, I certainly, you know, connect more with the, with the younger characters. It's not just that for me. It's not even the fact that, you know, I'm younger and I kind of maybe get them a bit more. I've been saying for a few seasons that I've wanted... Um, one of the Walking Dead or part of the Walking Dead to focus on some young characters because they've had the opportunity to do it several times but just happened to have killed off some of those young characters so they never even well, really yes. did it. Um, so I'm I'm just happy that we're we're kind of getting I'm, I'm kind of getting what I asked for, which is you know a bit more of a focus on the the young sort of generation. Um, in terms of the older characters thing, I think that's probably what Huck and Felix are put in yeah, there for I, they're, they're I, kind I think, of the they're the older yeah. ones that are trying to sort of guide these kids and be the the older characters that the older audience sort of connect to a bit more so i mean i would like you say older characters they're still kind of probably in their mid-20s so you know yeah they're, they're, they're a bit older but, but yeah, and they're, I, they're the sort of adults I, I do think it's helped group. having them all together in one group yeah uh, this episode definitely i think mm-hmm. that's helped uh, and that's the end of the episode thank you all very much for listening you can find everything that we've got on entertainmenttalk.org uh, we'll be back next week for episode 5 and see where things go um, and if Felix tries to pull out and away from the group or whatever happens there we'll find out next week uh, in the meantime if you want to support the podcast in Entertainment Talk if you like what you hear in in this podcast and you want to hear more and you want to support it that would be great there's a few different options for you we are on patreon you can have a look at the one dollar and three dollar level tiers for instant ad free podcast and review options amazon affiliate link if you're buying stuff either for christmas or you're buying a playstation 5 for whatever you know anything that you're buying on amazon uh we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra so that's great as well itunes feed you can find us on there if you search for entertainment talk on your favorite podcast platform uh you can subscribe to us on there if we're not on your favorite podcast platform please let us know and we'll look to put in the podcast 
on there in the future as well. Uh, you can also use word of mouth. You can simply tell people that you know about the website, the iTunes feed, and the different content. Social media, you can do the same thing, but with Facebook and Twitter and different Facebook groups if you can. David runs Geektown, of course, geektown.co.uk for your up-to-date, reliable TV and film news. Uh, so if you want to know future information about The Walking Dead or anything related to TV and film news, uh, head over to geektown.co.uk. If you want that in weekly podcast format for Geektown Radio, that is available on Tuesdays. This week's episode is available to be listened to, which I did this morning. Very good listen. Um, you can find that, of course, by searching for Geektown on iTunes and podcast services. Bex is on Twitch daily at the moment as she does a uh, scream saturday sort of stream as well uh you can find her if you search for trista bytes trista b-y-t-e-s on twitch uh go and follow her subscribe to her for all that cool stuff over there and lastly you can look up for let's play sunday episodes as well there's been a bunch recorded a bunch of them coming out so uh, keep your eyes on that and everything that we do on entertainmenttalk.org thanks very much for listening and we will see you next time goodbye bye